This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Welcome to another week of No Pants, No Problems. Uh, We're still on Zoom, hopefully for not too much longer before we can get back in the hot tub. And can I say that we are potentially going to be having guests in the hot tub? This is a, this is a thing. Yeah. Whether or not they want to be in the hot tub or over Zoom. Yeah. It's yet to be determined. I'm sure we're going to have some guys that want to join us in the tub. Well, we may. And some that do not. And that's, that's fine. You it looks like to... there's potentially an international guest. Yeah. Uh, so if they come over and join the hot tub, we will accommodate them yeah i do have the spare room i'm not paying yeah. for his flight but it's not, will, it's, uh, not a, it's not a uh import baseball player scenario you don't have to take on all the americans and canadians and no no we've had what, three and everyone else i've had two americans and a canadian yeah in the import baseball of varying quality <laughs> um, and you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Actually, uh, he probably doesn't know <laughs> of the three that he was the questionable quality, but the ones that were good know that they were good. Anyway, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will get back into the hot tub as soon as Daniel Andrews allows us. And uh, we will be looking in season two of No Pants, No Problems at having guests and telling a few other stories because at some point the listeners are going to be sick of hearing about my anxiety and your depression. Yes. But until then, you've got us on Zoom. Thanks for coming along for the ride, guys. Thank you. Thank you. If, uh, If you are interested in potentially having a chat with us as a guest. Um, we're going to keep it bloke focused because that is what we are mainly about, uh, increasing the conversation and removing the stigma around men's mental health. If you're a bloke that would like the opportunity to tell your story, then get in touch through our socials. If, uh, if, if you are a woman who deals with a bloke who maybe doesn't deal with mental health as well as you would like. We're open for a chat. You don't have to get in the hot tub. Yep. It's not, that's not my aim. I'm just saying if, if the, we, we do cover a very wide variety and I, I have actually had one of our female listeners tell me that listening to us has given her an insight how to, in how to deal with her husband because yep. she, she wasn't, I guess, not aware, but not as aware of 
the fact that the blokes do go through the same things as women, like because we've been taught our whole lives not to show the emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, a guy sitting on the couch completely silent doesn't mean he's fine, but it also could mean that he is fine. And yes. Um, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> we don't have the, 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 uh, the one million thoughts a minute that women have like i can literally look at a white wall and be happy that it's a white wall for a good five <laughs> minutes before i realize i'm staring at a white wall sometimes but then also sometimes i'll look at a white wall and wonder what kind of white it is exactly right <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we, um, we, we both have a good mate who i don't think he actually listens but i'm giving a shout out to Corey, one of my uh one of my adoptive sons over the years yep where I used to stare at him sometimes and watch him stare at that white wall and after a good 45 minutes say to him, mate, I'm not sure if you're solving all of the world's problems or there's dancing monkeys going on already <laughs> yours. And his answer was probably both. <laughs> uh, I love Corey and yeah. like he, he would just stare into space, but then yeah. like would like absolutely just pull out of nowhere something either really profound or really hilarious yeah he's a guy that he, he's a guy that would be a good guest for us because he his mental approach to things fascinates yep. me fascinates me like he's severe social anxiety that you wouldn't realize yeah definite depression may be undiagnosed Sorry to diagnose that for you, mate, but you know, yeah. and tell all of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sharing your dirty laundry, but people who know him know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. He's um, just a fucking good guy. Anyway, Where so, are we what are we talking yeah. about today? <laughs> no, no. If, if you're a bloke uh, that thinks your story is something worth sharing and you think other blokes would benefit from getting in touch uh, and you can choose whether or not to be in the hot tub. You can also choose how dressed to be. I think the way you're talking about the hot tub then implies nudity is essential. It's not it's essential. Not. It's, <laughs> um, you can request we wear pants as well. <laughs> yeah. and we can be dressed of all sorts of levels but the hot tub uh, the hot required. tub is more a metaphor i think is, the no pants is more the metaphor the metaphor you know what i'm saying yeah that's that's yep. the thing jumping in the tub is stripping uh, everything back this, this all started back from you and i being able to sit in the tub till two in the morning yeah no no holds barred nothing off nothing off the table conversations about everything just bearing our soul to each other as well as being naked in a hot tub. Yes. Was, that was just a, a side and now of the we're, alcohol. But now, now we're, we're bearing our soul to all of you. And if you would like to join us for that, then get in touch either as a bloke that wants to share their story or as a, a partner or a loved one, close someone yeah. of a bloke. Because I think it would be interesting for our bloke listeners to, to hear the side of the person who's dealing with them. Yeah. while they're dealing with their mental health. So that's that. Done. Get in touch. This week, we are talking about the links between physical health and mental health. Definitely. In a couple of different ways. When we first kind of brought it up, and I think 
the main thing that we'll talk about is how being physically active helps your mental health. Mental health, definitely. But in doing research and reading a couple of articles about the links, um, that there is, there appears to be evidence between of a link between people with mental health difficulties having an increased level of physical health difficulties yeah if that makes sense yeah uh, I, would, I, I would say my physical injuries my spinal injuries my shoulder dislocations my inability to be the athlete that i would in my mind is a possibility to achieve that's limited by my mental health has affected my mental health. Yeah. Yep. Knowing that there's, there's more in the tank than I can actually use is definitely yep. something that over the years that has hurt, hurt my mental well-being. Like I, I, I see people who I consider myself, my equals doing more than I'm possible to do. Yeah. And yeah. that, that, that's a feeling that's, that plagues you, you know what I'm saying? That's a, it, it's a, it's a, a, a pain that is mental only because of the physical. Well, and it definitely goes both ways. Your, your physical conditions affect your mental health. Yeah. Um, but I think there's, evidence that there's correlation between those things that yeah. mental health has an effect on your physical health yeah. as well definitely and so this was just a quick bit of this from the um give me your research good australian research. institute of health and welfare report Mm-hmm. physical health of people with mental illness from July last year. So this is just one table from the Australian Institute of Health and uh, Welfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this data is from the 2017-18 National Health Survey that the ABS did. Uh, and it's chronic conditions of persons with and without a mental illness. So of persons with a mental illness... of them reported arthritis, only 13% of people without a mental illness. So something like that, asthma, 18% of people with a mental illness reported having asthma as well, as opposed to 9.5% of people without. Mm -hmm. Um, Back problems, here you go. 27% of people with a mental illness reported back problems, as opposed to 13% and a half percent of people without a mental illness. So on all of those categories and all those chronic conditions that are shown in that research, there's a higher percentage of people with a mental illness reporting that they have a chronic condition as well. Yeah. There's no specific research yet as to which way that correlation goes. Yeah, whether or not it's what you were kind of saying that your chronic back pain is a contributing factor towards your depression and 
We know. I think I can, from experiencing what I go through daily, the 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 chronic chronic pain and the physical limitations that my body has accumulated over the last forty four years. Yeah, a hundred percent attribute to my depression. Like yeah. I, I would. There are things that I have always wanted to do that I know are not physically possible due to the injuries that I've obtained. Yeah. And that's something that's worn me down over time. You know what I mean? That's being worn down leads to depression. hundred percent. Yeah. That's, yeah. and I, I would say I, I had a good mate a few years ago that I ran a business with that was diagnosed with, he was only 27, I think at the time it was back when we were younger uh, he was diagnosed with a form of arthritis that was like 3% of people his age got it. And then 3% of the people in that 3% got what he had sort of thing. Yeah. It was like a very rare form of whatever was going on. And he went from the most happy, outgoing, superhuman dude to basically an 80 year old man within six months. I mean, like I, yeah. I lost contact with him because he shut himself off from the world. He didn't want to, be involved in anyone's life because he was so limited in what he could do couldn't couldn't mm. Do. Mm. and that's and that's a thing like i've got quite a few mates that have like i've got another mate who was involved in a serious car accident that is bedridden pretty much but his mind is still the same guy that i was mates with 20 years ago yeah but his body's not going to let him you know be the naked guy on top of the pub next to me <laughs> That's it's, probably it's, best for him. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. There's yes. I think, I think the physical the physical limitations your body puts on you, no matter what level of uh pain you're in, just not being able to do like I'm 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 sitting here talking to you now. I've got pain shooting down my leg, I've got shoulder pain, I've got fucking my hand hurts. There's you know, it's just you can say it's old age. I'm I'm fucking forty years old. What am I going to yeah. be like when I'm eighty? You know what I mean. <laughs> like, no, my, you're right. my chiropractor once told me I had a really good body for an eighty year old, you know, because of what I did to myself when I was eighteen and hurt yeah. my spine and all the rest of it. He's like, your your back's in really good condition for an eighty year old man. And he goes, yeah. if you can still walk by the time you're forty, you, you're doing really well. I'm, I'm forty four. I'm still active and doing a whole lot of more shit than that because I avoided all the surgeries they wanted me to do. But, but I also think, yeah, that's your stubbornness. Of course. You're yeah. It's going to keep going. But it's part of my, uh, and yeah, my, well, my wife is obviously suffers from chronic pain and has massive depression and all the rest of it because of that. Yeah. One of the things that the pain management people talk about is, you know, it's not so much mind over matter, but, you know, she's got a full sleeve tattoo on her arm that she can't lift above her head. And yep. he's like, how, how are you able to endure that pain? And she was like, you know, because fuck that pain. I want to have this tattoo. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so that's where your mind is able to say, you know, it hurts, but you can override that to a certain extent. And yeah, there, there's ways of dealing as with everything, when we talk mm. about mental stuff, there's ways of dealing with the mental effects of things. Yeah. And while you may be limited 
in certain areas, yeah. there's not full limitations. You still have capabilities, both of you, um, yeah. as well as the mate that you're talking about, that you still have capabilities to do things. And if you remain mentally strong enough to do those things, then you can get the benefits. Yeah, for sure. The other side of the link between physical and mental health is that exercise improves your mental health. And the big, one of the big things for that is, you know, about the release of endorphins and all of those things. Yeah. We know about them. They've been talked about a lot. Um, you know, spirit lifting and getting those release of the good feeling chemicals in your brain. And, but then at the same time, there's, there's the achievement aspect of physical activity, which I find really good for my mental health. Yeah. It's something that you can do and it's something that you can achieve and tick off and puts you in a good frame of mind because you've done something. Yeah, 100%. Like not, not, not harping on the lockdown and the fact that we're going to be out of it soon and all the rest of it. Yeah. Not having gyms open for the last 18 months has, has killed me. Like I'm not a big gym goer, but I had that big motivational kick. Yeah. Legitimately as it all started, you know, <laughs> like it was the, the first little break we got from the first lockdown was my first time to go like, Hey, like, that little lockdown was shit. I really want to go to the gym. I, I paid for my membership. I'm still paying for my membership. I don't think they're taking out their monthly subscription thing while they're closed, which is great. No, I think they generally don't. Yeah, but that was my... My motivation was a lot higher a year ago than it is now. But when they open up, I'm pretty sure that... Um, my little quiet gym that I joined because it was a little quiet gym is going to be packed. When everyone yes. coming out of this lockdown is going to be motivated, I guess is the best way to say it, because, because mental health is the main driver. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone feels shit about themselves and wants to yep. Yep. Improve, improve, like the improve yourself. And, and that's not like, I don't want, I don't want to look like a frigging go back to my usual thing. I don't want to look like a WWE wrestler or, yeah. I don't want to look like a, a million dollar body, but I want to be able to look in the mirror and go like, that's not a fat, useless shit. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to. But I think as well, and it's a little off track, you can do gym stuff and you can do it to stack on muscle. You can do it to lose weight, but you can also do it to improve mobility that's, and i think that's you, my drive yeah yeah that's what your aim was yeah. and then as you mentioned before obviously that has a really strong connection to your mental health yeah definitely because you're feeling that your body's useless yeah and by doing bits and pieces of gym work mm -hmm. uh you can get better at that like a gym i work i went to a while ago it was really interesting it had a real mix of people 
there were like power lifter people. Yeah. Like stacking on weights and weights and big muscles and all that. There were people like me that were just trying to do some active stuff and lose a bit of weight. But within the complex of the gym, there was a physio's office. And so there'd often be a physio in there with someone teaching them how to do a weight exercise to improve their mobility. Yeah. Or to, you know, this joint needs recovery. So do this exercise. And so... I'll tell you, I'll tell you from, from like, this is either in line with what we're talking about or completely irrelevant. My, my adopted boy is a power lifter. Yeah. So his, his thing is he is on YouTube. He's looking up this guy who's all about power lifting and all you need to do is push through the pain. You need to, if, if you can, if you can lift a hundred kilos above your head, lift a hundred kilos if you can't lift 100 kilos, lift 50. If you can't lift 50, lift 20. If you can't lift 20, lift a broom handle. As long as you're doing that motion, yep. you're using your body in the way that it was designed to be used. And I had the argument with him, like, dude, my shoulder pops out if I lift it above my head. Yeah. He's like, Could you lift a can of beer above your head? And I'm like, probably. He goes, we'll do that. Yeah. And I'm yep. like, well, I understand the trying to get that function in there but if even doing that hurts where's my motivation you know what i'm saying like well and that and that's the thing and so i think probably in your case your gym program doesn't need to come from a power lifter no it no. probably needs to come from a physio 100 um and i think there's a bit of a there's a bit of this concept around the gym and it's something that held me back from going to the gym for a long time is that a gym is where people with big muscles go to lift heavy things. Yeah. And put it back down again. Yeah. Yeah. Then when I went, I like got on the treadmill and I was going along and on one side was a guy with big muscles sprinting yeah. next to me while I was huffing out my, you know, five yeah. K's an hour or whatever it is. And, I live in a townhouse. I walk upstairs and I'm fucking knackered. Yeah. That's how good my health is at the moment. Um, and, but then on the other side of me was this like bloke in his 60s who was just toddling along on the treadmill. Yeah. And so I think if, if people are thinking about their physical health and trying to improve their physical fitness, my, my advice already this early in the episode is not to shy away from a gym. Um, I had really like some anxiety about, oh, I'm going to go and, you know, lift 15 kilos and the bloke that's lifting 115 is going to look at me and laugh. And they didn't. One, because most people acknowledge that people are there to do stuff and to improve from whatever level they are. Yeah, for sure. But also, the generally, the people that are lifting 115 kilos are too busy looking at themselves to look at anybody else that's there. <laughs> <laughs> so, big thing I've realised in in gym culture, there are your like I I I, I was a boxer when I was a kid, so yeah, was something I, I always loved. Um, I could run 
10K and be fine. I could play basketball five nights a week and be fine. Now I walk across the room and I'm out of breath. Yeah. Gym culture is you've either got the guy there that really, really, really likes himself. Yeah. Or you've got the people there like me who just need to get some type of mobility back in their body. Or you've got the 80-year-old woman running on the treadmill. You're like, yeah, this place is fucking awesome. Like yeah. <laughs> you've got... You've got your, your your wrestler in the corner. You've got the you know broken old bastard like me, or you've got your person who's just flat out motivation for you. Like yeah, I've, seen, and- I've seen people in the gym that are like grey haired, you know, hearing aid in, jamming yep. into fucking Eminem on the on the treadmill. You're just like, holy shit! Like if I can still be moving like that at eighty, I don't I'm think you'll be getting right. on a treadmill, let alone running <laughs> on a treadmill at eighty. I don't think I'm going to know what the upstairs of my townhouse looks like when I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, you'll have to move before yeah. that. <laughs> Trish, Trish refuses to move, so I'm pretty sure I'm just going to live in the garage. You're going to live in the downstairs, and That's it. Uh, Trish, maybe Grace still, is going to live in the upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, close, I'm close to the fridge and the couch. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. So, obviously physical health is a big thing and I encourage anybody to do something. Yeah. But I think the first challenge is just that to do something. Like I listened to another podcast and they were talking about physical health stuff. And if you don't walk at all, then walking for five minutes every day is physical activity. Did I, uh, did I give you the quote the other day? I, I'm, oh, I fucking must have. It's, it's something I really like. Anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Did I tell you that one? Uh, I've, I've heard something similar. Yeah. Anything worth doing is worth doing badly. It's not, it's not the case of like, if you can do it well, do it shit. Yeah. It's more if you want to run 10Ks, but you can only walk to the letterbox, do that. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to lift hundred kilos, but you can only lift two, do it. Anything you want to do, anything worth doing, is worth doing badly. Anything worth doing is worth doing at the limit that you have right now. Like even if it's you know lifting that, walking to the letterbox, lifting that two two kilos is better than not doing. Anything. Yeah, and then what will happen is if you walk to the letterbox and then you walk a couple of minutes past the letterbox, yeah, then the next day you walk five minutes past the letterbox. And if you don't start it, you'll never be able to do it. I, I have an I have an uncle who's an endurance runner, so he's he's his weight's gone from weighing seventy kilos as a ultra marathon runner, yep. to one hundred and fifty kilos as a bloke who didn't get off his couch for a year. Yeah, his weight's constantly up and down. Like he's a his motivation isn't there, but he's his drive is when he's there and he never ran. He never did his, I'm going to run 10 K today. I'm going to run five K today. I'm going to do, he didn't have a set run distance. He had, I'm going to run for an hour today. Yep. Yep. As his ability increased, how far he went in that hour. So he would run for half an hour at his 
best, at his best, you know what I mean? At his, at his limit, he would run as hard as he could for half an hour. And then whatever time it took him to get home, took him to get home. Yeah. And then the next day he would run for half an hour and whatever time it took him to get home, it took him to get home. And in the end, he was like running from Werribee to Altona. Yeah, well, that's two kind of, yeah, in terms of running, there's two kind of tests that often they do for fitness. You'll either do a time trial, you know, yeah. where you run 5Ks and see what your time is. Yeah. And the, or the other one, um, I've forgotten the name of it, but you have 12 minutes and you just run as pretty much hard as you can for 12 minutes. Yeah. And the, the gym, the, um, boot camp thing that I was a part of. That was one of their tests yeah. that you do at the start. You run for 12 minutes, see how far you get. And then after your eight week challenge, you run 12 minutes again yeah. and you see how far you get. So yeah, but as long as you're doing something more yeah. than your usual, it is going to make some improvement on your physical ability. Yeah. And then by extension, some improvement on your physical health. Definitely. I, I can say I've been fit and I've been fat. Fit felt better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been fitter. Yeah. And I'm trying to avoid being fat. <laughs> it, it's not even about, it's not about the number on the scale. It's about how you're feeling yourself. And this is something I've said to many of the women in my life who are obsessed with a number. Yep. Well, if you if you get up in the morning and you feel amazing, you're doing well. You know, yeah. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, I know I can be doing better than I am right now. And that's not that's not an aesthetic thing. It's more um, it, it is a mental thing. Like I know I'm not giving my body what it needs. Yep. To to keep my brain happy. But to come back to the physical health and the, the side of things and that number on the scale, the number on the scale is also not representative of physical health and exactly physical. Right. I've, I've got, I've got mates that are powerlifters. I've got cousins who are obsessed, obsessive bodybuilders or were. Yeah. They would like, they were so freaking wrapped. They're like, Oh man, I finally hit a hundred kilos. Yeah. And these are guys that started as, you know, 65 kilo bean poles. Yeah. They were doing everything they could to put on weight, eating fucking 10,000 calories a day and working out, lifting as heavy as they could. And they were like, I finally hit 100 kilos. I'm like, dude, I do that not getting off the couch. <laughs> but, I'm 110. Come, come at me, bro. <laughs> but then the same thing, if we're talking about the number of the, on the scales, meaning being fat more mm. than muscle, that still doesn't necessarily represent physical health. Like I know people that weigh considerably more than me um both in muscle and in fatness because i can't think of a better way to say it than fatness apologies um who are considerably fitter than me and will outrun me and will out endurance me um i'm I'm, going to name a name here who may be a guest on our show at one point in the future alex if you're listening, mate, big dude, muscly yep. dude, large dude in in some in terms of body size, mate, that guy could run rings around me. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like he's he's a fucking machine. That guy's that guy's an athlete trapped in a body that doesn't want to play with what he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. what I'm saying in, in my mind as well is the whole your body has its limitations, but your mind is elsewhere. And you can use that to your advantage, mm. I think, but it can also flip the other way. Yeah. Like I know when you are depressed about things that exercising seems like the hardest possible thing to do. Which is where I've been for the last 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went, when, when gym shut down that very first week, I spent a thousand dollars on a gym. Yeah. I, I bought everything that I was using at the gym for my garage. And now I'm hanging my washing on it. I think yeah. I used it twice. I think the first time I used it, I actually hurt myself because I was trying to go too hard because I wasn't in that gym setting and I was trying to prove that I was still able to do it at home. And because I hurt myself that first time, it became a scary thing to go and use again. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's a tough thing. And I think with the, the physical health thing, it's about knowing your body. Yeah. And the more stuff, that you do gym wise, exercise wise, sports wise, mm. the better you do know your body and further to that, the better, you know, it. the better, you know, if something is wrong. Yeah. Like if you get up sore tomorrow, you will get up sore tomorrow. When you get up sore tomorrow, I get up sore every day. Yeah. yeah. But you will, you have a knowledge of your soreness. Yeah. And you'll know, oh, this shoulder is sore. Yeah, that's normal sore. This shoulder is sore. Oh, that one's a bit fucked. Yeah. So physical health, I'm even talking about self-awareness when it comes to physical health as well as mental health. Yeah. My self-awareness is if I can put my socks on in the morning, and this is, it sounds like a, a stupid thing, but if I can literally put my socks on in the morning without crying, yeah, I will go to work no matter what I'm feeling. If I literally cannot reach down to put my shoes on or put my socks on for the day, that's a day off. That's the line. Yeah, that's that's my line. And then and there's and I push and there's a lot of pain involved in that. And that's ridiculous that at 44, reaching my feet to put fucking socks on is my line. But that's where I'm at. I I, I broke my spine. I'm fucking. I've done horrible things to my body for 20 years playing sport that baseball is one of the, the sports. That's the hardest thing you can do to your body. Baseball and yeah. netball are the two sports overall. The starting and stopping is yeah, incredibly you're gonna, hard. You're going to break yourself. It, it's, a, it's, it's an explosive movement from a, a cold start. Yes. Yeah. Everything to do with baseball and, and netball. So I've done that for 25 years where I've abused the shit out of myself as a catcher. And, and that's I, the I, most physical yeah. position too. Yeah. And, I, and I, I now know my body well enough to know if, if, putting my, if putting my socks on is my limit, I'm not going to do well at work that day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. 
Two Drink Cinema, an Odd Socks Entertainment podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies. Two drinks at a time. The old. The new. The classic. And the cult. We tick all the boxes. We bring you the news on the latest movie releases. And drunkenly review some of the best films of yesteryear. Find us on your favourite podcast platform. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. So, it, but but as you've said, you have the motivation, or you will have when gyms reopen. Yeah, the motivation to to do the little bits that you need to make the games make that easier. Yeah, but but also just to work through things and get whatever benefits you can out of it. And then that will have improvements that flow on from mm. that physically as well as mentally. Yeah. So I guess overall, well, like when we're talking about doing physical activity releases the endorphins and gives you the serotonin, that's not something that I think many of our listeners would be unaware of. Mm. Uh and I think there would be listeners out there who definitely feel that their physical health is a contributing factor to their mental health in whatever way. Definitely. But I guess our overall advice is just to do something. Yeah. And- I, think, I think I covered earlier through... Even doing something badly is better than not doing anything. Yeah. And so if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I want to be able to, like everybody has a goal to do with their physical health. But for a lot of us, it's a fair way off. Um, Mine is 10 kilos off. Yours is the length of your leg off to reach your toes. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, so you're not going to, you know, well, I'm not going to wake up 10 kilos lighter tomorrow morning. No. But if I don't do the little bits and pieces, then that goal is not going to come. Go when they open, go back to a gym until they open. You can do the little things, walk around the block, walk to the end of the street and back. And you will feel those benefits mentally pretty quickly. Even if you're bedridden and you can't lift lift your arm up, you know what I'm saying? Like, do do something to keep blood flowing through your body. Do anything that you can. Yeah. Lift up, lift up five, lift up five hundred grams if you can't lift up fifteen kilos. It's it's all it all works towards something and. I'm not a fucking mental health expert. I'm not a physical expert, but I know when I do anything to make, to push myself that little bit further, I feel that little bit better about myself. It's all about trying to reach your potential. Yeah. And it's the sense of achievement that you'll get as well as all of those endorphin releases, as well as then down the track being physically healthier, being physically more capable 
uh, and increasing your longevity. So it is very important being physically healthy, as important as it is being mentally healthy. It'll be probably something that comes up again, more about physical health as we go. I have. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shout this back back out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Lee. One of our listeners, one of our people we follow along with, one of our family is bearded fit, which is Dino. Oh yeah, yes. Dino is an inspiration to me, and I think I've mentioned this before. I actually followed him because of his inspirational Instagram post before I realized he was actually someone I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is fantastic for me. Like I, I was like, this guy gets it. This guy's on the same page as what I want to get along with. Yeah. And, and then I realized when he posted a photo of himself, I'm like, Holy shit, that's Lee's brother. So <laughs> that, that was for me, that was a, a really cool moment because I was like, I've been mates with Dean. We've, we've got a, whatever the, the, you'd call our friendship over the years. Yeah, just that. And Yeah, just that. And to, to, to realise that I know he's had his issues in the past. I'm sure you're going to stay quiet and lay out for this bit because you're not going to talk shit about your brother. No, he's, well, he has had he's, issues. He's, he's, had, he's had his, his, his big issues in the past. He's, and I think this version of him is the best version of him I've seen in the whole time I've known him. Yep. And, and it's because he's embraced that the physicality of working out has helped his mental health. Without and a doubt. And that's, and that's where we're at. That's what we're talking about is he's a guy who, whose self-worth has ebbed and flowed over the years. And at the moment, he's feeling himself and and as a, as an outsider looking in i'm feeling it too you know what i mean like he he he's his quotes on facebook his quotes on instagram and all the rest of it is an inspiration i, I really I, yeah. I wish i wish the best for him he's fucking doing he's doing he's kicking goals man he's doing well he's doing he's doing a great job uh and he's fully owning it yeah uh, for himself and working really hard at developing the physical and, and, and to my and to my and to my mind there is no better embodiment of what we're trying to put across in this episode physical yeah. health will affect your mental health he's a guy who hasn't loved himself for his whole life but is now and we're all for it that's that's what that's what that's what it is it's his and it's not because he's embracing the physical health we've always loved him but the fact that he can love himself now because he's put in the effort and put in the time to make himself feel good about who he is. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's the difference. I think is what I'm talking about. Yeah. What, the why he's doing the why yeah. for it uh, is what we're loving about it and what he's yeah. definitely. His results, his results mean nothing to me. The fact that he's doing it for himself, for the reasons of feeling yep. good about himself. Yep. It's just phenomenal to me. I fucking love that guy. Well, and, and, that's it. It's not, you know, you know, you don't have to be doing the exercise in order to become ripped or to in order no, to no, be able to run the four minute mile, but it's just about the improvement in yourself in whatever in whatever way that is, 
um, and it will have the flow-on effect, uh, improving something it's in gonna, yourself. Yeah, it's going to improve. It's going to improve his life. It's going to improve his relationships. It's going to, and and that's and that's for everyone who does this stuff. I know. I joined the gym, not just for myself, but for the people around me to be able to. Now, like my 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 girls are of the age now where I could be a grandfather at fucking any minute. Yeah, and I don't want to be a broken old bastard that they come and sit on his lap. I want to be able to run around and kick a footy or do all the things that I remember my grandfather doing with me. That made yep. those memories. You know what I mean? And so, as much as we've talked a lot about mental health over our number of episodes so far. Um, we're also now uh, talking about the importance of looking after your physical health. And yeah. obviously those are linked in doing my research to find um, a bit, a bit about the links. I found a huge scientific journal article that yep. I'm not going to go through now because I clicked on it. And I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Then I started to read it and it's like, you know, two, 3,000 words. Yep. So um, it's seven pages of uh, a medical journal. So I'm going to read that in my own time. Yep. Uh, and then it will probably come back to it. But we will come back and talk more about physical health at some point. Thanks for your chat this week, Jeff. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole-Hayhow and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.